like to give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's episode 44, and it's the middle of archery season, so we're going to talk about it. This is White. We're in the studio. We got uh, Nick over there. Hey, what's going on? And Tom's here, too. Hey, everybody. So, uh, what do we want to talk about? Who, who's killing stuff? We already talked about my doe. So. Nick, what have you put on the ground so far? Yeah, Nick. Radio silence. Yep, that's nothing right now. Hmm. What about you, Tom? Um, if you follow our gram and Facebook, you'll see that I put a big old nanny, as Nick would call it, on the ground last week. So how'd that go down? What about it? Where were so, you? Latlons. Latlons. So there I was sitting at work just waiting for the 5 o'clock bell to go off, which means it's time for me to go home. I already had my truck packed up, camo and everything, ready to just leave straight from work to the woods. So you're getting into a little, I don't want to like say super late, but you're, you're pushing the envelope on getting in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> but where I was hunting, I was expecting the deer not to come out until, you know, just before dark. Mm-hmm. Because it's a it's a beautiful food plot. It's really gonna start kicking on because we got a frost this morning. and it's a brassica and turnips mostly. And you know, when that frost covers them leaves, it brings all the sugars right up top and then delicious then the deer really go bananas for it. So I think this this spot that I previously got a doe is really gonna kick on here for the rest of the season. Anyway, we're getting a little off track. I wasn't expecting the deer to come out to the food plot until, you know, right before dark. Last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Anyway, I get on stand about 5:30, get my bag hung up, getting situated, looking around, range finding some landmarks, seeing, you know, what I got going on, and I look over and bam, there's one right out in the middle of the food plot. I'm like how did you get there? I have no idea. Where that's it the came best from. when they just end up out in the middle. It's like, where, yeah, how, how did I not notice? Right in. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so weird. I mean, it, it's super thick all the way around the food plot, so it's not uncommon to see one right on the edge. You're like, yeah, oh, there's a deer. But this one, no, this was right, in, right the in the middle. I'm like, where the heck did you come from? Anyway, just a little fawn. So he's out there having a good time, and. Munching on some grindage, doing what deer do, and all of a sudden, here comes this dominant buck. He's probably, I don't know, maybe six, seven inches tall, like PA eleven pointer, <laughs> nine inches wide at best. Just a real hog. real bruiser. Probably more like six inches wide. He's that's, huge. That's thought nice. he was a doe at first. And he, Would have been a real good doe. Yeah, yeah, probably about 120 pounder. <laughs> no, I didn't realize because I saw it and I'm like, okay, that's a that's a nice sized doe. And he twitched his ear. I'm like, no, there's something up there. So I'll pull up the binos and I'm like, oh yeah, dominant spike, mm-hmm. very dominant spike. So he comes out and he's nosing at this little fawn, chasing her, telling her what for, just having fun. And Finally, the little fawn says, you know, I've had enough of this. She 
hightails it out of there and little buck comes right underneath me and starts working behind me makes a scrape so he's he's really working this food plot over he's claiming it is his his territory yeah he's he's liking it and he disappears behind me and i'm like okay now this is this is when the big boys are going to roll out Mm -hmm. and no big boys rolled out but some Big girls. Some big girls rolled Fat out. Fat bottom girls. Yeah. They make the world go round. What did uh, my old boss say? I don't know. I what, didn't work Yeah, there. you. No, <laughs> you definitely did. <laughs> anyway, something about flat bottom Chevys or something stupid. Anyway. <laughs> something stupid. Didn't make it's, any sense. It's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with what no, we're talking about here. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. But... <laughs> Off to the the west end of the food plot, which is where majority of the deer come from, in this particular location, they just they're just filing out left and right. I'm like, okay, here we go. And there's like six of them out there, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Four of them were really nice. One's actually one we call Gimpy. I don't know what she's got going on, but when she she Gimp, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's like a birth defect or if she was hit by a car or hmm. injured it running around i have no idea <laughs> tried and field and yeah but when she walks <laughs> career ending injury if you're if you're riding her like a horse her her back Couldn't she just like riding like a deer no no because no. you don't ride deer yeah you could saying if you were to ride this deer As like you if... were riding a horse her back right leg crosses over and gets hung up on her left leg hmm. and trips her up and she stumbles every step. I feel a little bit bad for her, but does it does she use it at all? Like does she stand on it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Once it gets caught up, she'll kick it back pull to it where back through and stand on it just fine. When if she's standing there you wouldn't know anything that's not she doesn't Just when like, she's walking. Yeah. Hmm. Have you weird. seen her run? No. She's like uh what's that pug's name? Loka? Yeah. That, Rest in peace. Yeah. You know, you know, Loka? No. It's a dog. No. You can't run, but doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in Look peace, it up. It sounds like. <laughs> Loka the pug. It's one of the happiest and saddest videos you'll ever see. Is it a dog not running? He's it's trying. Trying. <laughs> trying real hard. But there's a song that goes along with it. He's a very happy dog, but yeah. he just he can't, can't run. Can't run. Anyway, I'm not sure if this deer can or cannot run. Maybe a descendant of Loka the pug. Yeah. Well, Loka's dead, Nick. That Yeah, a descendant. Oh, I thought you said send something in. <laughs> what? Uh, Moving on. Moving on, Tom. This is your hunting story. Yeah. So they're all filing out, and they're just they're hanging out in the northwest corner, which is like 70 yards. And I'm like, I'm not going to get a shot, not going to get a shot. Well, it's just about time to, you know, tie a bow on it when out of nowhere comes this big old doe all by yourself walking right across the food plot 20 yards away. I'm like, uh-oh, it's about to get real. So, mind you, um, my grandpa hands down a lot of his guns and bows and crossbows that he doesn't use anymore and 
I love my grandpa, but he'll bitch at me if I leave one sitting around for too long. Like, I'll use a rifle. Well, why aren't you giving this one a shot? I'm like, well, I used that one last year. <laughs> you <laughs> anyway. gave me 15 of them. I can't shoot yeah. them all. So I try to use them all. Anyway, I'm using a crossbow this hunt, and it's given to me by my grandpa. And this doe comes 20 yards. I give her the old map. Done. She stops, looks at me, squeeze the trigger, and let one fly. And she takes off running across the food plot, and she gets about halfway across, and she loses her front legs and kind of snow plows into the high weeds through a bush. And I heard her fall and heard a little thrashing around and then nothing. I'm like, oh, she smoked. I got her good. Mm-hmm. So climbed down. I think I fed my arrow to the ground because I... Did you ever go back and look for it? I know no. We didn't find it that night. It? Oh, oh well, I was I, you were there. Yeah, I, I <laughs> meant did you go back the next day? No, I. when I first climbed down, I looked for it. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. And I didn't look hard for blood. And I didn't find any blood. I'm like, I know she's dead. I heard mm-hmm. her fall, heard her crash. But couldn't find my arrow, couldn't find blood. I'm like... You know, I'm just going to go back, give it an hour or whatever, and come back. So get Nick on the horn, tell him Nanny's down. Yeah, tries to call me at prime time. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, well. He waited till after dark to call me. You know, oh, I was going to say, yeah, he did not wait till after dark. I'm sitting in my stand. I got three bucks out in the field in front of me, all in bow range. Just nothing I was throwing arrows at. Um, and... <clears throat> apologize if any of you heard that shut up no one heard it <laughs> so i'm sitting there i got three bucks in bow range uh, they're all i mean they're all just dinks um scraping up the edge of the food plot you know and, they're probably self-conscious about their small rack and then you just call them a dink and i think that makes you feel tough or something yeah it makes me feel real tough <laughs> okay uh but anyway so they're all there and then all of a sudden my my phone just called silent mode yep it's silent just vibrates. This doesn't sound, sound silent. silent. It's mostly silent. You guys don't have that setting on yours? Mostly Nearly silent. Nearly silent. I do, yeah. but I choose to put mine on all the way silent while hunting. Well. You reset. As experienced of a hunter as Tom is, I didn't think I'd be getting phone calls at uh, prime time. <laughs> 20 minutes of daylight left. It, it was literally like, I mean, obviously he just shot his deer. It was prime time. And he's like, mm, Nick's probably not doing anything right now. <laughs> he's not busy. What if I was in? What if I had fallen out and needed help, and you were like, "This idiot's trying to call me at prime time." That's why I texted you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like not even an emergency in your eyes. If I would have fallen out, oh, he'll just text me if he falls out. Well, if you're strapped in, couldn't fall out. Shouldn't be falling out in prime time anyway. I have fallen out of a tree stand twice. <laughs> that was a tripod. One was a tripod, one was a ladder stand. <laughs> the hardest my, ones yeah, to fall out of. tripod with a shooting rail. Yeah, it stood up to, well, it's kind of dumb because the ladder comes up into like the middle of the tripod. I've never fallen out of it. And there's, so there's like a big cutout, right? Right in the center. Right in the center, yeah. And I stood up to take a leak and put my foot right in the opening and is it like the cartoons where like you step off, you look back, and you just kind of hover there for a second, and then yeah, you and up. you don't fall until you look down. Yeah, 
just identical to that. <laughs> and then gravity does nothing. The other time, I don't know what happened. I was climbing up a ladder stand, and I got to the top and just right back over, fell right back down. <laughs> it was weird. That's wild. Anyway, yeah, Nick so rudely ignored me, so I, I, I texted you. Yeah, ignored I said, my up? phone call, and I, yeah, and I said, "Nanny no down. down," and he's like, "Awesome." I got three bucks in front of me, so I don't know. He's yeah, like, I pretty much told you hang tight. We'll yeah. see you in a bit. Like, so, I just yeah, that's pretty much it. Don't do anything dumb. Chill out, let it die, and I'm gonna finish my hunt. Yeah. So, anyway, I start walking back. Get Frank on the horn. Tell him you know the spiel after dark. Yeah, I waited yeah. till after dark. Yeah, you didn't want to ruin my hunt. No, I didn't. So. Waited till dark, called him, gave him the spiel. He's like, all right, I'm not far. I'm on my way. So Frank gets there. We go back to the scene of the crime, as they call it, and look for my arrow. No such luck. And we're looking around for blood, not finding blood. And then Nick's like, or maybe it was Frank. It was me. No, it was Nick. It was, it was Nick. me. It was Nick. me. Nick goes, hey, got blood. And, and a lot of it. Yeah, and and then it really, really started opening up. Yeah, really, really tough blood trail. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, rage to the cage. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was using, rage broadheads, right into the rib cage. Smoked. Yeah, great blood trail. She went, she she did go 20. She probably went 70. 70 ish. yards. She was dead as soon as that arrow hit, though. She was cooked. Yeah. yeah. When they when they lose their front shoulders and yeah, just start yeah, that's how you know they're smoked. Yeah. Anyway, she was really conveniently laying like five yards from our main trail, so nice easy drag. Yeah, I drug her about. Actually, I drug her more than I was really necessary. I drug her out to the trail, got some picks, drug her back in because I didn't want to leave. The gut pile, you know, right, right in the on. middle of our trail. Yeah. So then drug her back. So I probably had, you know, 15 total yards of dragage. That's tough. Yeah. It was rough, but very convenient to have that driveway. Yeah. Right to it. Definitely. That's so, how my doe was that I shot this year. Died right on the edge of the field. Could drive the truck right up to it. Yeah. Can't beat it. No. So got her loaded up in the truck. Got the hide off that night. Cut the heart and tenderloins out and cook them up the next day. Frank didn't want to come over and have any. You with me. told me. Yeah, special beer purchase and everything. Yeah, I bought special beer for it and everything, but it's whatever. It's just my feelings. You told me you were going to have it done before I got out of the woods. That was not the case. Yeah, it was but not done. No, the tenderloins and heart I cut out that night and put them in a special marinade, just waiting for someone to come over and enjoy them. So yeah, that was ready by the time you got out of the woods, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Anyway, cooked them up, ate them up, turned the back straps into steaks and the rest into patties. You, as you say, we we put a post out on Instagram um, a couple of days ago. It'll it'll be over a week by the time people are listening. About and a week ago. That's enough of that. Yeah, that way we can just stop right there with that. 
You but I um, don't like my singing. No. So, do you want to go through what you? Hey, used? I, where did you get that? That the per, store. The, you're dumb. Weston Brand. Weston Brand. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that thing's slick. So, Tom, I want you to go through what you use to make all your patties, um, because we put that out there. We had a lot of people, um, you know, ask. Oh, or not really ask, because we put right in the post what it was. Um, but more like, man, I got to get me one of those and stuff. So if you want to just explain how it works a little bit. It just, I mean, go, it just goes like right on the end of the grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah just pretend that uh, somebody doesn't know about processing deer. You've got the slick tool attachment, if you will. Um, yeah. So basically it comes with these different size looking funnels and what the deal with that is is it's universal to fit it says almost any electric grinder so i don't know which ones it doesn't fit probably they're just like shitty well we have we have uh, a guide series one i believe or the cabela's maybe like that brand Mm -hmm. um and that one works fine and we also have like an antique hobart from like the 30s and it works on that too. So that baby, it, you could put a whole deer through that. Grind yeah, grade. those Hobarts are no joke. Yeah. So I mean, that's like a commercial grade. Yeah, yeah. that's the one we use. It's. But that's. I'm just saying, like, it, it fits a wide variety, like old and new. Um, yeah. Basically, it comes with like six or seven different funnels that will fit a wide variety of, of grinders. Grind. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what you have here is you got your funnel. And that funnel slides into, I don't know really how to describe it. It's like a a tray almost with Mm -hmm. two holes in it. And the holes are perfect patty size and shape. I think they're about third pound burgers is what they're designed for. So you'll understand if you you go on the gram and watch the video, you'll get a better understanding. But basically... How it works is there's a little handle that you can slide it. So you pull it back, and while the one circle, you fill that one up with meat, okay? And it pretty much, it's like an automatic fill. Like, as you drop it through the grinder, it fills in. You can't really overfill it. Yeah. Because the grinder, like, it doesn't, like, force meat into it. Like, once it's full, it's full, and then... Then you slide it. That full patty drops down out onto your table... While the second hole is filling. So the second patty's being made. Slide that one back. It drops out. And now the next one's being filled. And yeah, basically as fast as you can pump meat into the grinder, it just cranks out perfect patties. Mm-hmm. And we just separate them with freezer paper. and Put eight to a gallon bag. We actually pre-seasoned a bunch of them too. So literally they come out of the freezer straight to the grill. That's So sick. that's a... And I, and I'm there. It's a pretty reasonable. Like it's under a hundred bucks. I want to say. Like that's not bad. Um, I think definitely it's, more uh, convenient than grinding and then packing it with your hands into you know bags I, and if stuff. I think, if I'm thinking correctly, it might even be below seventy five. Um, stand by if we if you guys want to keep the mojo going. I will get an actual price right now. You go ahead and do that. Anyway, so but what we do, especially with venison or deer meat or whatever you want to call it i don't really like the term venison i don't know it 
just bugs me. Yeah, I'm not a big venison guy either. Just oh. it's deer meat. Yeah, that's what I said. Meat and a deer burger, a deer steak. I'm not eating a <clears throat> venison steak. It's a deer steak. Yeah. Anyway, posers say venison. Yeah, Nick says venison. <laughs> what a weenie. But when I'm making deer burgers, I usually cut it with um, 60 40. 60 percent deer, 60 or 40. No, 60 percent deer, 40 percent pork. Just because deer meat is so lean. And even the fat that's in it, it's it's not like good for holding. It's totally yeah. different than like pork or beef fat. Yeah. So I mix it with, I just, I, I go to the local store and buy a pork shoulder and mix it 60-40 and then run it through the grinder together. And then that really helps your patties Stay together. stick together. But another thing, if you, if you just want straight up deer burgers, you can use um, eggs Crack a couple eggs or breadcrumbs. I thought you did both with a little ranch packet. You can do both with a ranch packet, too. <laughs> really There's nothing good. against that. Uh, just so we uh, confirmed here, it's uh, it's below 100. It's below 75. And it actually is below 50. Wow, you're dumb. $45. That's nice. So that's all. And... you, I mean, the time you save with that thing yeah. is insane. And they're perfect patties every time. Yeah, so every time. Can't go wrong. So, yeah, check it out. Weston Brands. They got all sorts of meat processing stuff. But We're not even sponsored meat. to say that. That's how you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We're, not, we're, we're uncontrolled. There's not a single person out there that can tell us what to do or say. Yeah. Yeah. So, all so right. anyway. That's, that's it on Weston Brands. Yeah. And I think that's it on Tommy's Dough. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Now I'm big buck hunting. And yeah. just I saw a bruiser today. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Yeah, couldn't so, get it done. Do we want to do any uh, kind of season update? Real yeah, quick? Well, let's do some shout outs to all our big buck alert guys. Yeah, so, um, well, we got Tom and Frank. Obviously, they got those. Um, <laughs> Not the big buck alert. Yeah, that's well, I'm stalling while the I nanny go, alert. While I go and pull them up. Anyway, um, while Nick's doing that, I'm, it's it's over, Tom. I got. I'm it. just gonna share my little heartbreak story. From yeah, this that's morning. a good story. So. I get on stand, right? And first frost was this morning, guys. So that's that's huge in the deer world. And I'm sitting there. It's just getting light. And squirrels are making noise. And I'm like, you know what? If a deer's coming, I'm going to be able to hear it from a long ways. Well, boy, was I wrong. Because I'm sitting in the stand, and I hear crunch, crunch, look over. And I got a really nice buck like 20 yards away. And there's nothing I can do. I can't stand up. I can't draw back on him. And he comes in 10 yards broadside. It's just I had no real, I mean, it was, I had good cover, but he never walked behind a big enough tree where I could stand up or turned his head the other way where I could. Mm-hmm. Make a quick movement. He was always either not looking. He never. He had no idea I was there, but he was always in your direction. In my direction, where I I just had to sit there and look at him at ten yards. That sucks. Yeah, and then he walked out of my life. But you saw him once, so you're definitely going to see him again. Yeah, you got I, him all figured out. Yeah, I watched what direction he walked off in, and if I know this deer, <laughs> I know right where he's bedding, and I'm gonna let him have it tonight. Good. Can't wait for the big buck alert. Yeah. It's huge. 
Speaking, speaking of, of yep. th- thank you, Frank. Yes, please take it away. Speaking of big buck alerts, so we're going to do this on this podcast because we got a little updates. We've got a few bucks hitting the ground here in the white cat world. Go alphabetically. Um, nope, we're going to go <laughs> chronological. Yeah, thank you, Frank. So uh, first off, we had uh, our buddy Ian Steiner, uh, his dad, uh, laid down the first big buck alert of the year. Um, Ian's a good friend of ours. We played a little bit of softball with him. Um, and he's actually working for the outdoor group up in like Rochester area, yeah. working on designing elite bows and Scott releases and stuff. Um, so congratulations to his dad. Uh, number two was our buddy, Justin Swartwood. Uh, our buddy Joe Grimaldi introduced us to him. Uh, he killed his personal best buck on four days ago. <laughs> on <laughs> I don't know, four days I don't know ago. the exact day. I think it was like um, the 12th. Early October. Today's yeah. the 16th. Yeah. I couldn't do the math. Quick math. Uh, yeah. 16 so, minus 4. So October 12th, Justin Sportwood puts down his biggest buck of, um, of his hunting career. Um, and then to follow that up two days later, which would be the 14th, um, Justin's dad gets his personal best buck. That thing's a uh, hog. Hog. Uh, field dressed at 242 pounds. It is an absolute slob. And I even put the video of it on the scale because... That's a big deer for PA. Yeah, that's and tough to believe. So when somebody says 242 pounds for... Yeah, but you look at the picture of that oh, deer it's and huge. you're like... Oh, it's a, wow. it's a tank, but like... It looks like a Saskatchewan deer. Yeah, 242 pounds is... It was that's a stretch. big anywhere. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw the video of it on the scale because... Screw the people. Yeah, people are, are going to be haters. in the comments saying bullshit. Yeah. Haters so, going to hate anyway. Um, it's got a super heavy rack, uh, a little bit of junk, some split brows, uh, split G2 on the one side. But like you said, that was his personal best buck as well. Yeah, it was a great buck. Um, and, I mean, bucks are just dropping like crazy. So And we have starting to get some rut activity. We saw some chasing last night. So. Yeah, younger bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to see. I grunted in a really dominant six this morning. That's nice. Nice. He came in ears back, fur I love on the his neck, st- or hair probably. I don't know what do you have fur or hair? I don't know. I think it's hair. Hair on his neck and back, standing up. He was ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So they're definitely heating up, and there's going to be plenty more big buck alerts coming along. Oh yeah, for sure. So Tom, since this was uh, your edition of the Deer Camp Series Special Reserve, do you want to sign us out here? Whatever you're doing on this fine day, make sure you're getting outside.